Chapter 1 Catherine Roberts was quite determined to keep calm. It was just a wedding. There was nothing to worry about. The fact that it was her own wedding, and that it had never been in her grand plan to get married, was quite beside the point. She would remain calm and gracious at all times, like Anne Elliot or Eleanor Dashwood, two of the most controlled of Jane Austen's heroines. Still, as she sat in her tiny book-lined office at St. Bridget's College in the heart of Oxford, the early evening light gilding her long dark hair and turning the papers on her desk golden, she found it hard to believe that in a week's time she would be married. Catherine smiled to herself as she twisted the engagement ring on her finger. Warwick had chosen a stunning Georgian ring from the late 18th century, set with a single rose-cut diamond. The stone was oval in shape, and how it sparkled. Catherine held it up to the light now to admire its beauty. It wasn't garish like some modern diamond, but rather infused with the magic that age brings, and seemed almost silvery in complexion, which Catherine knew was due to the foil backing of the stones, which was typical of jewellery of that time. It thrilled her to know that her ring had been around in Jane Austen's time. Indeed, it was possible that her idol had seen it. Perhaps she had been walking by a jeweller's with her sister Cassandra when she'd spied the ring and stopped to admire it. Catherine liked to imagine that, a direct physical link with her favourite author. Still, she couldn't help thinking that it was much too good a ring for her to wear every day. She'd never worn anything more ornate than a Russian wedding ring before Warwick had proposed to her. For the first few weeks, she'd been very self-conscious about wearing it to her lectures and tutorials, but had been secretly delighted with the attention it had got from her female students, who had fawned over it with gasps of wonder and romantic sighs. For a moment, she thought back to Christmas at Purley Hall and the last Jane Austen conference she'd attended with Warwick. It had snowed and snowed until there'd been no hope of any of the guests leaving until well after the festivities were over, unless it was by police escort, like the dastardly Jackson Moore, or by helicopter like dear Doris Norris. Catherine had spoken to her friend just the week before and was glad to hear that she was fit and well and learning to take things easier. I've had to spend a lot of time on my sofa, Doris had told Catherine, and what else is there to do but reread my favourite books and watch all my favourite adaptations again? I fear the BBC video of Pride and Prejudice is on its last legs. The lake scene is looking very wobbly these days. You'll have to buy it on DVD, Catherine told her. It will last longer. On PVC? No, DVD. But I've only just got the hang of video. Oh dear, I guess I'll never be able to keep up with things. I wonder what Jane Austen would have made of it all. I mean, fancy being able to watch Mr Darcy on TV and make him fast forward and rewind at the touch of a button. It's quite extraordinary, isn't it? Catherine laughed. When it comes to Mr Darcy, I rather prefer the pause button myself. They giggled like a couple of schoolgirls. Ah, yes, that was something which had been worrying Catherine. Would she be able to fully indulge in her evening sitting on the sofa, wearing her baggy feral cardigan and eating peppermint creams whilst watching Jane Austen adaptations? As long as she could remember, this had been a very private and uninterrupted pleasure of hers, 
But what would happen when she was sharing a home with Warwick? How would he feel if she needed to escape into the early 19th century for a couple of hours? They'd watched a few films together, of course, but it was different when you were dating because you were always impeccably behaved, weren't you? But what would happen after you'd been living together as husband and wife for a few weeks, a few months, a few years? You're not watching that film again, are you, Catherine? Honestly, I know you lecture in Austin, but do you really need to keep watching the same Colin Firth and Alan Rickman scenes over and over again? Catherine tried to blink the scene away. They wouldn't be like that, would they? They were both Jainites. They had an understanding about such things. And Warwick was partial to the young Kate Winslet in Sense and Sensibility, and he'd also expressed a naughty fondness for Hayley Atwell's Mary Crawford in Mansfield Park. So they were bound to tolerate each other's little obsession, weren't they?